Welcome to this episode of Nerdables. This time we are actually having some news for you. Disney has announced a new film schedule. Eternals villains have been revealed. Avengers Campus is missing the snap. And the Rise of Skywalker novelization is giving us the true hero of the galaxy. Apparently this is all about a Disney-related subject. Again. Joining me <laughs> via satellite are Ethan and Chris. Welcome, gentlemen. Hey, hey. Seems to be the only uh, company putting out news right now, so. Well, I guess well, they, it's the only they, one that we can find any news. I'm sure other ones have said something about. Well, in this time of uncertainty, how much is there to say? Every time you're gonna, it's like video game companies that are like, okay, our release date is this. Oh wait, we're delayed. Our release date is this. Oh wait, we're delayed. The release date is. This. Why do you keep giving release dates when you don't know what the release date is? See, I think that's the biggest thing right now is why Disney's put out some of these announcements is because. There's been so many people going, well, Black Widow's still going to, it's just going to go straight to streaming. You know, we talked about this last week. You know, Mulan's going to go straight to streaming. The only thing Disney has officially said going straight to streaming is that... Uh, Artemis Fowl. Thank you, Artemis Fowl. And you know what the funny thing is? If you look at all these dates, uh, New Mutants isn't on here at all. And I, well, even New Mutants... Why would the- you- why would you New Mutant says uh, just to be determined at this point. They, they've completely taken that New off. Mutants has been to be determined for two and a half years. So I wouldn't be surprised if that's something, if that's something that got pushed to Disney+. Plus. No, it yes. will not go because it's rated R. Oh, that's right. You're right. Or Hulu. Because it, I think that's what they're still trying to figure out what to do with Deadpool. Is it's weird where because do we Hulu it? isn't Hulu doesn't feel like I know there's movies on it, but it doesn't feel like a movie platform, right? And that's what I think yeah. everyone's sort of like. Why no one even thinks of that as an option is because it's something you don't really think of in terms of a movie platform. But it could come there. Yes, I think Disney putting putting dates and that, that type of stuff out there was to kind of end the conversation as to what was going to go to Disney Plus. You know, telling people there is definitely a date for Black Widow. There's definitely a date for Mulan. There's definitely a date for Eternals that's been moved to next year. There's definitely a date for Shang Chi, which moved out of out of their spot because of Eternals, and like so on and so forth. There's all these these different projects. Well, the funny thing dates is that kind of takes all those other slots, which is what we said was going to happen. And I kept getting pushback from other people on my Facebook pages about like, no, 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 they're just going to. They release all of it, and it's all going to be at the same time. And everything. Like, There's no way because you're competing against yourself. And then the news, the, the only new news out of all that release is that Captain Marvel 2 was announced. Correct. We knew it was coming, but it wasn't official. They just mentioned that it was coming in, what, 2023 now or whatever it is, or 2022? It's, it's July 8th, 2022, which yeah, it's so funny is because it says date. it's moving up two weeks. Yeah. And that which was never announced. The only thing that didn't get affected was – the Star Wars movie that's slated for December of 2022. Who knows if that's going to happen too. Right. But they said that one hasn't, that's not changing, but everything else up to it. So with, we with have that being almost over two years out. I mean, they probably figured that this is all going to get cleared up by then anyway. So there's no point in trying to change that right now. You got to no, think about more, that more production of... starts you, your production on something yeah. like that starts soon. And that's the thing is we haven't heard anything of a production starting. So that's why I thought that date was odd since we don't have an idea whether or who's doing it or what's doing it or, you know, no I think one's that, been announced. I think that was your big announcement for Celebration. 
if there's anybody there, as far as we know, I mean, as much as we hate the rumor sites and the guys like that, they at least something seems to be announced by now sort of thing. You know, that some, some rumor of some director or some producer is working on it. If it's something that's going to be completed in, I mean, ostensibly now is two and a half years away. Oh, that was the other uh, thing I forgot to put on here. Kenobi. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. We'll do that next. Yeah. Um, so yes, the dates to me, I think you're right. As you said, as much of, you know, getting it out there was to quiet the ideas and the, the, the kind of, it, not even really rumor, but opinion from people that so much of Disney stuff was going to go straight to Disney Plus mm-hmm. or even, you know, be released with, um, you know, that you can you can buy it at home, whatever right. company that is or whatever it is, that you could pay 15 bucks and watch Black Widow from the comfort of your home. Well, just and for the Marvel I think, movies. I think a lot of people that are in that don't realize that not everybody has a 75-inch TV. Right. And do like going to the movies. We, we've proved it with these films that, Enough people go to the movies for Avengers Endgame to make $2 billion, over $2 billion. It's not something they're going to get rid of anytime soon. I think that process for smaller films is really what pundits and, and those that are in the industry are talking about. Of Rather than you know all the films that we're going to see are $200 million blockbusters in a theater, but anything that's a smaller drama or a smaller action film or whatever may be mm-hmm. something where they put it out and you can rent it at home or buy it at home or whatever very early. But who knows if that's actually coming or not coming. But that's where I think you're going to see those. You're not going to see Mulan and Black Widow and, you know, another Fantastic Beasts and Justice League movie and whatever. Fast and Furious isn't coming to voodoo or whatever. It's going to be on a, in a theater. Well, as far as the Marvel yeah. movies, we'll cover those first. Black Widow's new home is November 6th. Eternals is the eternal spot, which is the eternal spot. Eternals is moving to February 12th, 2021. Then Shang-Chi will be May 7th, 2021, which was Dr. Strange two spot. Yeah. And Shang-Chi, the Eternals moved into Dr. uh, uh, To Shang-Chi spot. Yes. I kept forgetting that Shang-Chi is a film. I keep thinking it's one of the Disney plus TV series. So when I first saw that, I was like, wait a minute, that's a TV series. Wait, I think I'm wrong. I looked it up like, nope, I'm wrong. I keep thinking it's a, it's a TV series <laughs> and not a movie. Let's see. Uh, yeah. Doctor Strange 2 is moving to November 5th, 2021. Thor Love and Thunder will be February 28th, 2022. I have a feeling that's going to change. That seems like a weird movie to put there. Yeah. Doctor Strange makes sense in November because the first one was in November, wasn't it? Like October, November for Doctor mm-hmm. Strange, the first one. Wasn't it a fall movie? I think so, yeah. I seem to remember it being a fall movie because I remember Melissa was sick during it. Well, the funny thing is the Thor movies were the ones that were uh, always in November. Well, the yeah. first one was in May. Yeah. Because all the movies were in May back then because there was only like one movie a year, two, one or two. But yes, Thor 2, Thor 2 was November and um, Ragnarok was November. Yeah. So well, you also, have... you got to think about it as... Um... They have to reposition these movies again for, you know, to work within their story ideas for the entire next phase of the MCU. So it's not like they're just moving them into random spots. So they're moving them well, they into moved the, to other the other movie spots. Well, you also have to realize yeah. that none of these are done. Correct. Exactly. None, none of the production. I mean, Black Widow is obviously, but, you know, uh, uh, Eternals wasn't done completely. I mean, there's still, I'm sure shooting's done, but 
Uh, but they've also had Eternal, the... Eternals did wrap up their principal, and I think they were just yeah, in the post. It's, just, it's all post-production stuff, which takes a while for those types of movies. Yeah. I don't know if they got to got around to any uh, pickups yet, which yeah. would have been what they would have been getting ready to do. Um, but let's see. We have Thor, Love and Thunder, and February 28, 2022. Black Panther's May 8, 2022. And then Captain Marvel 2 is July 8, 2022. So you have three movies within a six-month period. But that's what we had last Again. year. That's what we were going to have for 2021, remember? Mm-hmm. Yep. Plus so, all the TV series. Right. And so they'd have to move WandaVision because that still connects to Doctor Strange 2, correct? WandaVision yeah. connects, yes. That's um, what I'm saying is basically for these, for these stories that they've planned out already, they have to kind of strategic. Uh, strate- uh, Strategically, wow. wow, that's not right either. <laughs> Strategically, there you go. Thanks, Chris. Yeah. yeah, they have to move those to get those stories to line up again. So, well, I think the yeah. only one that has to line up is WandaVision and Doctor Strange 2. And I think Falcon Loki. and Winter Soldier would be kind of it doesn't really matter. Loki, I mean, might. who knows Loki, what's in it? Loki, WandaVision, and Doctor Strange all line up together. Well, I think the only thing in Loki. My idea of the only thing in Loki is that the multiverse exists. Yes. So they wanted to explain it in Loki before it's in the movie. That was my guess. But I think it also ties into Falcon and Winter Soldier, too, in some way. Mm, They were saying Black Widow ties more into that. Yes, the rumor was Black Widow ties into it because everyone thought, uh, what's his face? Omega Red was supposed to be in the the TV series. Which I now am wondering if these shows are going to be delayed some, too. Because remember, uh, Falcon and Winter Soldier was shooting in Prague and had to stop production because of... Oh, yeah. Oh, no. All the TV series. Yeah, they're delayed. I think the only thing that hasn't is Mandalorian. That was finished with uh, with production. But you still have post-production you have to do, and nobody's doing that yet. Everyone thinks they can do it for home, but they can't. There is a lot of post being done for home. It's it's not as easy to do... It's not as easy to do video. Well, but see, here's the... It's not as easy to do visual effects at home as it is to do the music side of it. Right. But there's still visual effects that need to be done for the Mandalorian. Right. I mean, there's a lot of post The Mandalorian is not coming when it was originally coming. No. So as far as the other Disney. by much, but it's still going to be delayed. The other Disney films, Mulan is now going to open July 24th, supposedly. July 30th is Jungle Book of this, uh, excuse me. July 24th of this year is Mulan. Jungle Cruise moved to July 30th, 2021. Jungle Book, they already did. Yeah. Jungle Cruise, (laughs) they moved to July 30th, 2021. Uh, Black Twitter, Eternals, Shang-Chi. So I get another year before they change the ride? Yes. Yeah. Look at that. It's okay. It's going to be another year before you can actually get on the ride. The Ryan Reynolds free guy (laughs) is being pushed from July 3rd to December 11th. Oh, Uh, yeah. I forgot that existed. Because mm-hmm. these are all the 20th Century Fox ones. Mm-hmm. Steven Spielberg's West Side Story is December 18th. I forgot he was doing that, too. Ridley Scott's The Last Duel is December 25th. Don't even know what that is. Bob's Burgers is moving from July four, July 17th to April 9th, 2021. Bob's Burgers got a movie? Bob's Burgers got a yeah. movie. Wow. Well, I didn't think they could do The Simpsons as a movie, and The Simpsons movie is the last like good Simpsons thing I saw. 
<laughs> Wes Anderson's The French Dispatch, which was supposed to open July 24th, will now open October 16th. Um, See, the thing with this is, even in the fall, I think a lot of these dates end up changing, because mm -hmm. the scary thing in watching what's happening in China is, uh, I don't think this is over in September or October. Yeah, Indiana Jones is moving from July 9th, 2021 to July 29th, 2022. Which means it needs to find a new lead actor, because I think Harrison Ford will be dead by then. And then the titles, The Personal History of David Copperfield, Antlers, Woman in the Window, and The New Mutants, new dates have not been announced at all. New Mutants, new, new date is a Disney, oh no, that's right, it can't be Disney+. Plus. So unless they do a unless they Straight do a restricted plane. area of the Straight to plane is great. <laughs> you know, if they do a restricted area on the Disney Plus app. I don't think there's any I, I thought that before Disney Plus came out, but once I've seen what it is, I don't think we'll see that. Because I, I think it should be there, but I don't think it's ever coming. Because when you get something like Alien you know, you have aliens, you have predators, you have Deadpool, you have all these films. I think they're gonna use that for, for Hulu. I think they're going to make a big push in terms of Hulu being a, a repository for major motion pictures that way. Would you would you change Hulu to being Disney Adult, or would you do Disney no. Plus Adult? No, because you have you have Hulu already. You're not going to change the name of Hulu. Well, that's what I'm saying. Is would you do, would you would you take it and either make a subcategory of Disney Plus, which would no. be a restricted area, or would it's you? The same, it's the same thing. You don't want to. Well, you guys have always talked about you don't want to tarnish that Disney name. Right. So I think you just use Hulu as it is. And you you may have, um, you know, whenever we get ads for Disney Plus, because you know that's coming at some point, it'll be, you know, watching, it'll be ads for Hulu. So what do you do with all your, your rated R content that's Disney owned now? Yeah, that's where it's going to go. Because you know they still, I think. Well, remember they didn't, they didn't, they didn't scrap 20th Century Fox as a name, so it'll still be released under the 20th Century Fox name. It's just not going to be. It's well, a subdivision of. They're, of, they're scrapping. Well, the they Fox scratched part. Fox, so it's a, it's 20, uh, 20th Century, but there it's no longer okay. 20th Century Fox. Well, then 20th Century will be the line for it, whatever it is. But even though, so there's you know like that um, that Will Smith cart, uh, animated film with Tom Holland. Spy in Disguise Spies or whatever. Disguise. Disney left it as 20th Century Fox or 20th Century, but pretty much branded it under themselves. You know, it, it received a, the Disney marketing, basically. So yeah. it may end up on Disney. I think that's going to end up on Disney+. Plus. But it's, I, it's more concerning with the rated R stuff, what will happen to it. Let's go to Hulu. It'll all be called 20th Century because I mean, really, I don't know if I'm going to give up. Uh, you know, not having aliens and not having Predator. Yeah, but see, well Disney still has the 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 uh, Touchstone and all that stuff rated R material that they used. You know, that they own. Mm-hmm. And I mean, I guess they. I don't know if they still get the Miramax stuff because Miramax kind of dropped back off. They're kind of like MGM ended up being. I don't know what happened to Miramax. I think Mir Miramax may have just been dissolved, but um, that might be right. But all that you know, they because they, they still own all that stuff, you know, all that Miramax mm -hmm. film stuff, all that hoity-toity crap, all the Kevin Smith films. Are just waiting for 
Yeah, we just won our next Avengers film. Speaking of Avengers, uh, Eternals. There has been a lot. There's been some talk about Eternals. That Feige or somebody mentioned that the Eternals. Something about it being seven thousand years in the future. And that let's see here here it is the movie is ambitious and takes place over takes place over seven thousand years be, from the present day to Mesopotamia to all sorts of locations and time periods really feel and really feels nothing we've done before the Eternals know know about the existence of the Avengers the Avengers don't know much about the eternal about the existence of the Eternals yet. Feige also confirms the flick will feature the Celestials in all their glory, which will be a big part of the movie. We'll see the Celestials in their full, true, enormous power, full form in Eternals. The Deviants are in the film, but the Deviants in the, com- the, Deviants in the comic book mythology were extremely important uh, plans for the Sentinels. And we'll see the Deviants that look unlike anything we've seen in the comics. This is a new form of deviance that we will see in the movie. So we know that the deviance will be in it. We'll know the celestials will be in it. And it'll be taking place all over time. time. Yeah, because they are turtles. So right. You would, you would hope. So that means we may see some Avengers in there too. You might see you know, previously used footage. Yeah. Where they're like, oh, look. There's that guy who has America's ass. Well, that's what they did uh, in the last episode of the, the the Walking Dead episode, which was basically Michonne's son, uh, going nuts. Yeah, they they her overlaid. She Is that her last episode. Again, I just had it on in the background while I was doing other stuff. No, it's like oh, so she's going crazy. It was like last week's episode. Uh, well, she was barely in last week's episode. She just did that short little. Thing where she was talking to Julia, uh, Julia, to what's her name? The kid, I forgot her name. Is that Julia? Ju- Julia, uh, Julia. It is Julia, isn't it? That's Rick's kid, right? Rick's kid. Yeah, yeah, it's Julia, isn't it? Nope. Well, it's Judith. Judith. <laughs> Judith. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> you can't tell us. Comments. You got to sit there and just watch us look like we're floundering around. Well, I don't yes. remember. I only. I've never watched an episode where she was an adult or closer to adult or whatever. I just remember it from the, the comic book where, you know, she gets shot in half. See, I told Ethan that I have a feeling that when they finish up this episode, this season, they're going to do a time jump where she'll be a teenager, uh, you know, like teenagers. at least like 15, 16 or, you know, where she's more of a adult that she can be more of a kick ass and stuff. And then that's when Rick and Michelle kick ass is going to be in it. No way. <laughs> yep. Wasn't that, isn't that what Daryl called her? Little kick-ass? That's what he ass wanted to name her. Little ass, ass kicker. kicker. That's what it was. Close enough. How does Brian Cranston not have enough money to not have to do Diet Mountain Dew commercials? I don't understand that. Like, where? What, what did he do? It, was he buying meth? I mean, come on. So you back to know. the Eternals. Uh, some of the new characters we may see... The villains are Crow and a 10-inch figure of... 10-inch figure. Arishman? A-R-I-S-H-E-M? 
Are well, first off, I'm surprised that Crow's in it. That's going to be tough with Brandon Lee being dead. Um, a 10-inch figure, what, like a little tiny dude? Yeah. Ant-Man's going to be in it? Yeah, basically. Uh, <laughs> why why I do you think I mean, Crow? I've never because... read Eternals, so I don't know anything about it. So No one's read Eternals. I can't comment about it. I only know the Celestials because they were in uh, X-Men, X-Men all the time. Yeah. Well, but Eternals is kind of like what Guardians of the Galaxy was. No one really, I mean, unless you read the Cosmos Well, in the stuff. 90s, well, not that version of Guardians of the Galaxy, but in the 90s, Guardians of the Galaxy was big, the future Avengers, basically. And then when they were revived with Star-Lord and whatever, in um, after uh, AVX in the um, all-new, all-different Marvel Age or whatever period, that they gained some, or... I'm, not, I'm sorry. Uh, in Annihilation, they gained a lot of ground in this new Gar- Guardians thing. Even the Eternals have been in a couple different series, and frankly, nobody reads them. Right. Um, there's even a. I mean, one of them's done by Neil Gaiman. I'm sure it's great. I think Mikey's a fan of that one. Uh, but it's just something I've never really been interested in. So, as a film, I kind of look at it going, eh, maybe. I mean, I'll see it because it's a Marvel film, but it's definitely not. Of all the stuff on the slate, it's probably the one I'm like. Ah. I don't think this is going to be in my top ten anytime soon. Actually, at this point, I don't think anything. Oh, the ten-inch figure of Irish Irishman is uh, a, punk, a Funko Pop. But that, it was yeah, it was the con- figure out who the bad guys were. Yeah, that's what it is because they have a crow uh, and an Ar- Irishman, or I guess that's what it is. I never. I, I mean, I've read yeah. I read some of the Eternals because I did enjoy the cosmic stuff because I was you know so much of a sci-fi fan. Um. Yeah. Wasn't my favorite, you know. It's so it's, can you know, hard to read, confusing sometimes. I did enjoy the what has become the Guardians three thousand, you know, the original Guardians of the Galaxy. I enjoyed that stuff. Three thousand. <laughs> <laughs> One of my favorite Conan bits. Well, that was the year two thousand, but yeah, I just I, I, again, I don't I don't know a lot of people that are big fans of the Eternals, so we'll see. You, yeah, you don't have. I mean, it's not like you know people walk around like Captain America fans or Iron Man or you know. Yeah, even uh, Guardians of the Galaxy in the form that you had through Annihilation and through Brian Michael Bendis's series, like you knew, you had people who were fans of those characters in that sort of lineup. Well, Realm of Kings, Kings is what really you know, Annihilation and Realm of Kings is what brought them more to the forefront. Yeah, well, Realm of Kings wasn't that big. But that was a Realm of Kings was a spinoff of a, a X Men event. Yeah, thanks to Vulcan. You know, oh, what? wait, are they this still not out. out of Atlanta? Are you kidding me? Who? No, they are. They are. What city is this? That's supposed to be. Tra- we think Charleston, West Virginia. Okay, that makes sense. Let's say, my God, it's been 11 seasons and they still can't get out of Atlanta? See, I told you that looked exactly like the set still when they went back it to It probably Atlanta. is. I mean, they're all shot in, what, Vancouver or whatever? Well, they do the shot of no, the empty, uh, empty freeways going into the city. You know, that's yeah. that's the shot that made everybody, you know, even now when they, they do the coronavirus one of Atlanta and you see. And there's a woman tied, there's a zombie tied. That was to, pretty what cool. What the hell is this? That's why he's drinking and they're on a rocking chair. That's why Princess okay, maybe, has them all. Maybe we should do live ones. This doesn't make any sense at all. And they're all dressed 
Well, Princess has them set up to you know be entertaining. To, they're they're have their own oh, personality. Oh, okay, okay. Right. Now that makes sense. Now that makes sense. This guy, this homeless dude's on a rascal. Okay. Yeah, they're they're supposed to be still <laughs> going about their daily activities. Because you remember when it was like season two when they go to the church when they're looking for the the girl that ends up in the barn. And yeah. they, they go to the church and like the zombies are just sitting in the pew and they're all dressed like, what are they doing? Yeah. <laughs> it doesn't make any sense at all. So yeah. Walking Dead is, we'll go ahead and since we're talking about that, um, tonight's episode is the unofficial, not official, unofficial, official, whatever. Tonight's last episode, episode is the last new episode. Last That's new episode until next fall, basically, yeah. because the season finale. Technically. Technically, it's the second to last episode for this season. Yes. But they haven't been able to complete the season finale, so therefore, technically, <laughs> this is the season finale. Well, no, it's just it's listed as the last new episode. Yes. Yeah. Until you know, for for some time. Hey, you know, the, everyone tries tries to overcomplicate things by by making these different, you know, like this is the season ender. No, it's not. It's just this does not end what they say is the season. Correct. Um, that yeah. new episode, the new series, I just realized it's only two seasons long. Yeah. yeah. I think we said it when we were talking about it, the fact that they've, they've already told you. And that interests me because I was like, if I was someone who had fallen off, rather than trying to catch up with sixth season or whatever, but you kind of like, hmm, I only have to make a small commitment. It's just like in comics when you do miniseries and maxi series, it was to tell people, like, you're not making a commitment for – however long this thing lasts. So, yeah. Um, you know, if you want the story, you've got six issues and you're done. Sort of the same thing there. If you get into it, you know you've only got, well, you should only have two seasons unless they end up lying to you. Um, so I thought that, that was an interesting point in terms of marketing to kind of let people know that it wasn't going to be this super long thing. Yeah. Well, it's a good way to tell another story without having to you know, overbloat it with storylines and things like that. You yeah. have like, one clear story that you're going to get. Here's the starting point. Here's the ending point. We have two seasons to make it happen. Yeah, so. well, that's when you know what you want to do. That was, you know, the old thing with the, with the creators of Lost who went to mm -hmm. ABC and said they only wanted five seasons so that they knew where they were going and they could plan it out episode by episode. And ABC said, no, you're going to be on the air until we tell you you're not on the air. And then, of course, after the third season, no, it was after the fourth season. They said, "All right, we're gonna we're gonna cancel it at six. The, like, the showrunners kind of threw up their hands, like, "Well, damn! Like, wish you had told yeah. us that two years ago. We wouldn't have had to do the third season." You know, I think the third season has the best uh, single episode in it, but it's like it's such a weird season because it's also the writer strike season. So you have a weird plotting first half that doesn't really do anything, and then the second half is boom, 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 boom. It just goes, 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 goes. Yeah. So. Anyway, yeah. I think it, it can be good. Uh, my my fear would be that if it starts to take off towards the end of the second season, and they're like, you know what, let's do another season, and then that's, that's what when it kind unless, of unless they lie to you. But uh, yeah, Fear the Walking Dead is, is a different show. Fear the Walking Dead is the other spinoff show. Yes. Yeah, which actually has gotten good now that they have Morgan and uh, they basically. <laughs> They've gotten rid of basically the entire lead cast, with the exception of one person. There's one person left from the original cast, yeah. They, yeah. They've changed the whole format of the show. They, I mean, right. just, actually, I take that back. There's two from the lead from the original. 
Is there? Yeah. There's the, the, I haven't watched the black guy that had the boat so. that the, you know they, that they got to with the boat. I got a mm-hmm. boat. Got a and then the the league daughter. No. Those are the only. Well, two right, the, the, what's supposed to be interesting about that show is it was you know taking place right at the beginning, but of course the problem with that is if that's the idea that you're going into, that idea has to disappear within a season or so. Like you can't right. go four seasons in and be like it's still just the beginning. It's like no, it's been months if not years by the time we can get to these stories so it just becomes sort of the same show so the characters have to be very right. different and the ideas and, and whatever i think people were excited for it also because it you know it doesn't without source material you kind of didn't have a clear path as to where it was going you know right. whereas when you watch walking dead like we said as this princess or whatever shows up she was in the comics so people watching the show are going oh i wonder when they get to her i wonder when they get to this i wonder you know, and you don't have yeah. that with fear, and you won't have that with the children of the corn show or whatever that we're getting. Um, <laughs> well, the funny thing about so that fear, makes it, makes it exciting. The funny thing about fear is it caught up to the main Walking Dead show because Morgan joined them. Yeah, and then uh, the what's his name? That's the burn face. Uh, um, Dwight. Dwight. Thank you. He shows up. So it mm-hmm. catches up there, but then falls back behind it because of the six-year jump that the original Walking Dead made. So yeah. now, now it's way behind it again. Yeah, now it's in the gap. Yeah. Yeah, it allows you to tell stories that, I mean, obviously that the, also the location allows you to tell stories that really don't matter to the other show. Yeah. You know, it's nothing like, hey, San Francisco got nuked. Yeah. You know, or something where you think, oh, oh. Speaking exactly. about things that fall in the gap and supposed to be part of canon, uh, Avengers Avengers Campus at Disney Parks, which I guess everybody is assuming is supposed to be canon because the Star Wars land is canon. That's the worst idea. <laughs> so apparently that the snap never takes place in the park. Because you know you're part of the Avengers team. That's you know you're becoming part of the Avengers. You're recruited to be. But the funny thing is, uh, especially this article that I, I, I got pulled up in front of me right now. It says um, the blockbuster acts that as it points to the the version of the events that happened of the Avengers campus. I'm kind of paraphrasing here. I'm going through as a, which calls on the infinite possibilities that the Marvel multiverse need, is explained. Through this, um, through this park, is part of the Marvel Cinematic Universe. So basically, they're saying mm-hmm. that, you know, hey, the multiverse exists, and we're proving it right now because of the Avengers Campus Park. Yeah. It's like no, just let it be a park you go into and have fun, even with Star right. Star Wars Land. You know, I not get, everything I, has to tie into each other. That's the thing that, you know, well, would when bug you put me. yourself when you put yourself in the box, because I was thinking of this, because they put themselves in the box of Galaxy's Edge taking place between eight and nine, because mm-hmm. I thought after nine, wouldn't it be great to put Red Five in Galaxy's Edge? Not put the Luke Skywalker's thing. X-Wing in, mm-hmm. but you can't because of where it's set. That was the mm-hmm. original idea, or at least to me, if I remember reading it right, was the idea that Galaxy's Edge was supposed to be this spot on the edge of the galaxy that was somewhere future that was treated like a museum of galactic civil wars. 
And so you could have stuff from Clone Wars, you could have stuff from the OT, you could have stuff from the sequel one. And then they boxed it in by saying, no, it's right in the middle of 8 and 9, and therefore anything that happens in 9, you can't really reference. You can't do anything with Correct. Which, yes, yeah. allows you to keep Kylo Ren there and allows you to keep, you know, the First Order or whatever. But if you're wanting but, your park to evolve. But if you're wanting to do, if you want to do anything with the OT, and if you're wanting to do anything with um, uh, the, the Rise of Skywalker, you can't because you're you're still in this spot. And I get it because your, your big ride, the big new ride of Rise of Resistance, is very dependent on the idea that the the galaxy or the, the First Order still exists. Would you have rather mm-hmm. had so, be a, and I was just thinking of this because you know as the park should evolve, you can change the Falcon ride because it's you know oh yeah it's, it's easy because it's just a visual effect in front of you it's mm-hmm. like it's like Star Tours, but with Rise of the Resistance you can't. It nope. almost would have been better to have that be a ride where it's a uh, like a museum you're going through, you know where you you can see the history of the galaxy. And yeah, maybe have maybe have something states. like the at one point the first order attacks you in it, but then you can change that to be bounty hunters or some you know something yeah, else. The problem with it one, you don't, you're not going to change it too much. It's just be too expensive. And then secondly, it, it stakes. Yeah, like to make it like you're in a museum and you know, oh, Gamorreans attack you. That doesn't really mean anything to it. And the Falcon idea, right, yeah, you could have changed it exactly like Star Tours has no canon ability to it because you just go on to sixteen thousand other places. It's just, you know, you suspend your disbelief, you go in and, and have fun. And they didn't do that in the immersion of the land. And that's kind of my fear with Avengers. But it's easier to do with Avengers or Marvel Land or whatever because you're, you've set yourself in a one of a possible existence. Right. You know, one mm-hmm. where Thanos doesn't snap or one where, you know, uh, Nick Fury's white. Um, you go into the land yeah. and half the, uh, half the people that are in the land get snapped away. <laughs> So they only let half the people in. Everybody gets in line. You get in a tunnel, and the tunnel has a Y split off, and then everybody who's on the yeah. left gets to go in. The other people get rerouted back to the park. Yep, just right back into the park. <laughs> and then every ride, every ride, you're only allowed to sit. You know, there's only half as many people are allowed to be in it. Like the Quinjet ride usually seats 20, but there's only 10 people at a time. Well, that's because they have to social distance themselves. Yeah, you have all the all the extra things there. Extra seats. <laughs> See, that's exactly well, why I think the snap works. The main <laughs> thing that the the article says no talks about how they have a specific Iron Man armor for the for the land, so they wanted to make sure that Iron Man is there in the armor doing meet and greets and things like that. So that was the whole reason why they're like, "Well, we can't make it a snap happen because we'll just make the it the little, the little snivelly Tony kid Stark guy." Well, yeah, but then just make it the little snivelly kid from Iron Man Three. Where's where where's the Thanos has been social distancing since 2018? You know, with the snap, I haven't seen any <laughs> well, of those memes. I've seen a lot of Star Wars ones. Well, because those those people are still close together. They're just not. Yeah, yeah. He snaps everybody apart. Mm-hmm. Well, the funny thing is, I was going through Except a couple Spider-Man boxes that I have here. And I found the uh, the Infinity Gauntlet that I bought. I was like, oh, don't worry, guys. I can fix this whole coronavirus thing right now. <laughs> See, Ethan proves you don't have to be a dad to make dad jokes. I don't know if it's a dad joke. Usually a dad joke has a good pun to it. Um, yeah. The funny thing is that the land should be open when Disney and Henry opens. 
So, no, because construction's halted too. Yeah, I th- that's the, the problem. Uh, Orange, uh, the Orange County Council has stopped all everyone doing construction as well. There's yeah, just too well, many people in the park. They need to tell people that in the streets of L.A. because there's a lot of construction still happening. It depends on how many people are doing it. It also depends if it's public works versus private works. Yeah. But the idea, because that's you know the the part that. People were saying, though, well, at least the Haunted Mansion will be done with its refurb and whatever else is getting refurbed. Oh, it'll be, all be done by the time it opens back up. But now, if Haunted Mansion isn't done, they're still going to have to wait until the Mickey you know, and Minnie and roller coaster will be done. The which yeah. roller coaster? There's in Toontown, they're building a Mickey and Minnie one. Oh, that's right. Because so. when you think of Toontown, you think of roller coasters. Well, <laughs> well it has one. Gadget's ride is a roller coaster. Which, if you if you've ever ridden that ride and you've ridden the Hippogriff ride in uh, Universal for uh, Harry Potter, they're the exact same layout for the uh, roller coaster. I would think the other one would be much bigger than Gadgets. Gadgets is a pretty small coaster. So is this? At least at least <laughs> the one here in uh, L.A. I thought it went all around the castle and everything. No, that that. That's a different one. That's the Harry Potter one. Where you, you jump in and out of. Uh, oh, I didn't realize there was one or the other. I yeah, there's two. There there's one. two. Everyone just goes there to take selfies and drink see, beer anyway. You know, when people, you know, everybody bitched and complained about Galaxy's Edge only having two rides and the rest of it was shops. That's exactly what Harry Potter's Land is. Yeah, some people who bitch about Harry Potter's Land, that's the exact reason. I said the same thing. Like, there's nothing to do there. Mm-hmm. Is it if you, unless you want to get drunk, there's really nothing to do there. You're like, oh look, the castle. Oh look, I took the selfie. See, I mean, I just, the whole thing is just a pop up shop. You know? I just like hanging out in. You know, I'd rather. I told Beth. I said I, I miss going to Universal, not for Universal, the park, but just because of hanging out in Hogsmeade and you know, at Harry Potter in yeah. the Harry Potter area. There's lots of other places well, can, you can hang out that aren't going to cost you that much. Yeah. I mean, well, just that's like the Galaxy's same, Edge. That's the feeling I have for Galaxy's Edge, too. So I can see myself just going there and hanging out there for an hour, two hours, three hours, whatever, and just hanging out in the land. Which I, ride I, really, I really hope the Avengers Campus is going to be like this, where it's that immersive and things like that, where you just feel like you know, you're living within the Avengers, you know, the Marvel Cinematic Universe. I, yeah. I have a feeling it's not going to be as immersive as, you know, Harry Potter or Star Wars. Well, I imagine it's going to be smaller. Oh, it's definitely smaller because, I mean, yeah. Yeah, the 14 acres that they had for Star Wars you know, was way, way, way bigger. It's the largest yeah. expansion in Disneyland history. It's the largest single land in Disneyland, isn't it? Um, I think it's in terms of square feet, I think it is. Maybe. It depends. Do you can well, yeah. I mean, uh, it de- well. Frontierland well, and New Orleans it, squares are separate from their separate lands. No, They're I know that. I'm trying to think if, if Tomorrowland is bigger. Tomorrowland seems no. bigger. Well, maybe if, if you include the yeah, Autotopia is pretty big. You include uh, Autotopia. Mm-hmm. Include. We'll look that up Nemo. and talk about it on the next show. Yeah. Um. So Star Wars The Rise of Skywalker novelization came out this past week. Yep. Two weeks. Two we weeks. Had, came out last Tuesday. We also had the mm-hmm. DVD come out this week, which... DVD uh, came out this week, yes. 
to a lot of people's surprises, did not have any deleted scenes. There were no scenes to delete. Well, he shot every, I mean, it is like what a three hour movie. But now everybody thinks that there is a JJ verse version, virgin, version, version. I'm sure there's a JJ virgin virgin too. (laughs) Virgin. (laughs) Well, no, the JJ, the JJ version thing was people swearing that they shot the scenes of every actor who's ever played a Jedi saying Ray's name. Yes. Which Mm -hmm. he didn't like, that's stupid. There's no way they tracked down who played, you know, Stas Ali or whatever from episode three or the puppet from, you know, there's no Yaddle. Hey, you're right. Did Yaddle make him? Yaddle never had a voice. Um, I was going to say, did she even, did she even say he right? She doesn't have any voice. She doesn't even have anything. Makes me I think the other I thing want... was the, the people that wanted, um, like, Anakin and Obi-Wan to be in that last scene where it's with uh, Luke and Leia as she sees them as Force ghosts, basically. They wanted, like, Yoda and yeah, Anakin they wanted everybody and Obi-Wan. Before. The only one that makes any sense in that scene is Ben, and I'm surprised he wasn't in it. Yeah. I think uh, it was a just lot to make of people, sure that A lot was... of people after the movie came out said that they couldn't believe that Ben was there. not there. I think it's because she takes the name Skywalker, so they only wanted Skywalkers there. Well, it was she is he's a Skywalker by his mother, but he would not have had her last name. It was it, mm. it was what I said last night to you guys when I was making that joke. Leia was the yeah. mother she never had, and Luke was the father she never had. That's why she sees him standing there. They came. They were the only. They were her masters. They were the ones that were her her mentor. Yeah. So that's why they came to her. Ben had nothing to do with her. The the kiss that they have, the novelization says it better. Is that kiss comes you know more out of, uh, of, it's not romantic. It's more out of you know the situation that they were just in together. Yeah, that kiss yeah. should have been shot much differently then. Yeah. Um, a, a soft kiss on the cheek would have done the same thing, rather than have them you know tongue f each other but a lot of people wanted the creature that uh kylo you know encounters on mustafar when he goes to get the um wayfinder the mouth Uh, of sauron yeah yeah (laughs) it's exactly what that thing is oh it wasn't it was it was a spider with a growth on its head yes but it it does the same thing that the mouth of sauron does yes so it was funny (laughs) to call the mouth of sauron um there's a lot of rumor that it was originally supposed to be Anakin that uh, confronts Ben or, or Kylo on the Death Star instead. Well, of you Han. start seeing uh, the art book comes out this week, I think. I think so. And some people have already seen it and reviewed it, and everyone's mad. It's like the Emperor's not in it. There's no concept art for the Emperor. I'm like, what concept art are you doing? Yeah. With the Emperor, like it doesn't. Yeah. But right. apparently, there's. Um, in one of the first versions of J.J.'s script, Kylo goes to Coruscant, which is uninhabited. It's like this desolate world now, and he yeah. goes to the Jedi Temple to go to the bottom because the temple is built off of, on top of a Sith shrine or something. Yep. Mm-hmm. Uh, so he goes there as he's looking for Sith artifacts and stuff like that. I was like, oh, that's kind of interesting. But yes, there was, there was some idea that he would either run into him or run into Vader uh, at the castle. So I think there is also some concept art of, of Ben 
having a, like a confrontation with a, like a ghost of Vader or something like that. That was the that was the stuff from the uh, the Colin Trevorrow. That? Yeah, that's Colin Trevorrow. That's, that's the Trevorrow thing. Yeah. Oh. Um. You see, that would have been oh. a better move. That the, I mean, once you see it like that thing, and I was like, I'm, I'm just whenever I discuss it, I do put the caveat of that's like the first draft or second draft. Who knows what happens in execution? But I love the ideas in it. Yeah. You know, the idea that, right. that uh, we didn't even really touch on, because I don't think we saw it at the time, or it wasn't out yet at the time, was that Hux is on Coruscant, yep. and when the attack on Coruscant happens and the Resistance is winning, he kills himself with Vader, uh, I'm sorry, uh, Mace Windu's blade. Yes. And yeah. Because he's been collecting Jedi artifacts, and even though they don't give the reason why in the little cartoon that we saw, it's... Um, that he's trying to find ways to kill Kylo. Correct. Mm-hmm. And so he's trying to find Jedi artifacts that can give him some sort of edge that he would be able to kill Kylo and take the First Order for himself, which is funny because that was one of the things that, that I heard other people discussing after Episode Eight was that idea that Hux would, Hux would be like the Tarkin to Kylo's Vader in, but even more of a, of a, of a, a not a dichotomy, but a, a you know difference in that Kylo was just concerned with Ray, and he was just mm-hmm. basically chaos, barely contained. And Hux is like, no, we're actually supposed to be ruling the galaxy, and he's just like, no, we're just we're chasing the rebellion, we're chasing the resistance, we're chasing Ray. That's all I care about. And so they their dichotomy or their relationship would be so much different, and that's yeah. why the the General Legion Pride stuff is. And, and Hux is, I mean, he's take Hux out of the movie. I mean, he does it to half of the characters from episode eight, where he just pulls them out of the movie completely for no reason. Hux has such a terrible storyline. Well, Hux is such an inept character. Yeah, and he's mm-hmm. not supposed to be that way. Well, when you read Aftermath, you know, with him as a kid, he was groomed to be the yeah. leader of the First he Order. He murders his father, for God's sake. Yeah. He he's, kills Brendel in cold blood in order to take over the stormtrooper program. And yeah, it, it's, it's one of those Hux is very much like uh, episode three's general grievous in that yes. what we know of him and even what we got on the screen in the first two films, as he does stand up to Kylo with no big deal, you know, in the first one, he's, he's in Kylo's face the whole time. He's blaming him for the, he's blaming him in front of the, the Supreme leader. He's making the you announcement know. for all the troops. Yeah, he's the one that that is, and then they in, in in episode eight it's the same thing. He's just about to kill Kylo when he's sitting on the, you know, he's down on the ground, and then as soon as he wakes up, and the way he gets thrown around, and I thought that was a nice lead into what we were going to get in episode nine of him being like, I'm not letting what happened the last twenty minutes of of uh, Last Jedi, you know, being thrown in the cockpit. Yeah, because even in the cockpit, when 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 they're shooting Luke, it's like he's the one that ceases fire. And then you know, mm-hmm. did you think that you know that's enough? Do you think you got him? And then he comes out, and that's that's the one thing with the cartoon. Well, he to he me, was the that, target. The, the, he... With the cartoon, you know, the, the Trevorrow script and what we saw. One of the things that really bugged me in Rise of Skywalker was that Luke's promise at the end of Last Last Jedi. You know, I'll see you around, kid. He never talks to him. You right. never see him interact with Kylo at all. And in mm-hmm. Trevorrow's script, he haunts him. Yes. 
He's there all yeah. the time trying to turn him back to the good side. And it just, like, the whole thing, watching Last Jedi again, which I did last week, it just kind of watched, like, oh, there's so much opportunity here to give us something a little more interesting than, than what we got. Well, I wanted to finish yeah. the novelization before I watched it again, and I did. And I was so much more disappointed watching Rise this time. Because there there are so many missed opportunities, you know. Especially, well, there's only so much you can do in a three hour film. Too. True. I mean, with all the stuff that's in a that's in a book, and the extra pieces that are there, you're sort of like you're already stretching the limits of what you were going to but be you, able to put on the screen. You could have. There was a couple little moments with Lando, you know, in the book where mm-hmm. he mentions, you know, when he first runs into Ray and them, and he mentions that he had a daughter that was taken from him by the First Order. If you would have put that in there. You would have made that. I think that's in there, isn't no. it? No, the lines are not in there. No, he just kind of makes uh, like a really short reference to it could be at the end when he's talking to to Jenna. No, it end. comes well, off no, creepy. When he's hitting on his daughter, yeah, it's, that's it's intimated. We are, we we figured that out when you find out she's a former stormtrooper. Correct. Right. And yes, the 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 supplementary material in the visual dictionary that had already come out in December clearly states that his daughter was taken right mm-hmm. and you kind of put the two together that well let's find out in my bedroom what's up yeah and the, and the whole thing in the book oh, where that's lando's new mission in life is to go find all these stormtroopers and help them find where they came from and everything was it's way more interesting than just well let's go find out you know well again mm-hmm. it's hard to 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 bring up it, it, it gives you um the Lando stuff there is interesting because it starts to kind of fill in part of it and what you know from the canon novels like last shot uh-huh. and, and aftermath and whatever we know he goes back to cloud city at some point um we know that he starts a droid company we know he starts it with lobot but then in the book it you know in the movie it tells you he's he spends at least a little time with luke but in the book, it's intimated that he runs missions for Leia for the New Republic. Yeah, there's a great line where he he refers to himself as uh, becoming the first mate on the Falcon while he's running missions for Leia. You know, the ship that I used to own, all of a sudden now I'm I'm the the first mate instead of the pilot or whatever. I thought that would mm-hmm. that's an interesting thing to see. Some like who is he running missions for, and also the idea that he wasn't on Pisana when Luke shows up. He goes with Luke as Luke's running these types of uh, trying to find out more history of the Jedi and everything. Well, he stays he's, on Basana he's, when he's on the missions with them. Yeah. yeah. And then he goes, he stays there. He returns. Actually, he there. actually returns there when they start uh, hunting the leaders of the old Rebe- Republic. He goes or there. The rebellion. He stays there. Yes. Which that was the other thing that I noticed it the first time I watched the movie, but I really, it hit me again, and I'm like, I can't believe they made such a big mistake. It's almost like J.J. just said, the novels, I don't pay attention to the novels anymore with the canon, is when they make the comment of, uh, Finn makes the comment of the last battle of the last war was Endor. And they've clearly stated that the last battle now is Jakku. That's, but that's a thing, that's a thing for um, movie audiences. Sure. I think it's intentional in the sense of if I mention Jakku, no one's really going to understand what the hell I'm talking about. You know, I mean, they should because you know, they make a touch on it for Force Awakens 
and you know where uh, you know Jakku is a planet. You you see that the star destroyers are destroyed onto the planet. Right, but it's not like that, so. it's not told to you in the film that that's really the final where battle. the Empire surrenders. Right, you mm-hmm. got to read the other stuff. So I think the line the line in the film is simply it's a nod, not a nod, but it's uh it's given uh, to the audience more so the fans. Yeah, it's it's because you don't want people to stop and like wait what happened with Jacoba like when you're reading uh, reading the visual dictionary and they keep referring to this battle over Batu in which the finalizer gets destroyed and I'm like what is this? Yeah. This doesn't I think it's the ride. That's the thing. I I'm pretty I'm wondering if it's Rise of Resistance cuz Kylo's in it. I asked somebody, I'm like, does something happen in this? Is this supposed to be something? See, I don't, I don't, I, I've still, I've, uh, I've managed to avoid, I've managed to avoid the, the ride yet. Anything to do with the ride. Including going on it. Yeah, I know. Including um, going on it. I told but Beth. Yeah, I don't, I don't know where this story takes place, but it's referenced multiple times in the visual dictionary. So it's like, it's got to be something important that's somewhere. Well, here's, here's the big problem with Rise of Skywalker. There's. A lot of the things that were important to the film, you had to go other places for. You had to play Fortnite to hear the Emperor's initial, you know, message to the to the galaxy. It would have been easy enough after the crawl to just put that message in while you're looking at the star field. It's been easy to have that yeah. as a voiceover while Kylo's starting his attack on Mustafar. Mm-hmm. I was watching it last night, thinking. Here's where you put the voiceover. Of, well, his attack on Mustafar takes place after. No, it's the first yes. thing. In the book, no. it's after. In the book, in the movie. He, he goes to Mustafar because he hears the Emperor's voice to find the Wayfinder. So it has to come after the Emperor's message. In Yes, in the novelization, in the way it's, it's set up in the crawl and everything. But you could have had that message playing there, too but that's not where he hears the message. Play the message over a blank starfield or hell play the message over, you know, somebody else listening to it or whatever. Yeah. You can but even yes, have you could have had it between he's... the crawl and when he gets to Mustafar. Yeah. But yes, to not have, I was, I was shocked to not have it in the film and then to find out when watching, um, I think he froze. <laughs> <laughs> It looks like he froze. Oh, uh, yeah. He froze. So repeat. Yeah, repeat what you were saying, Chris, because it, it, cut, it cut you out. From where? It said, um, you said, uh, I'm surprised to find out when I was watching, and then you just completely felt like you were thinking oh. of where you were for a second. I'm surprised we thought, to find out that, you know, when when we watched the, um, the, the honest trailer that the voiceover yes. came in a, in a weekend of Fortnite when people were playing on like star Wars world. And then to answer the question about the tie fighter that Kylo takes from the, uh, from the second death star. Well, we figured it had to be a, a, some sort of special tie fighter. It ends up being a scout he, tie he fighter. Didn't get to and See, I guess he just remembers how to get there because he has no wayfinder. Correct. The funny mm-hmm. thing is, or no, wait, or does, nope. it, does it say in the novel that he, he also gets Ray, Ray's uh, whatever she's broadcasting that, that the resistance gets to? Maybe maybe that's how he I don't think it. it does, but that would be the assumption. See, yeah. I think it should have been Vader's TIE fighter that he brought. Yeah, but Vader doesn't have a TIE fighter by that point. But that we know of. We just hadn't seen him in it. Yeah. He gave me a TIE fighter. 
It was in the archives. They're like, yeah, just scan that. Put it in there. <laughs> Dunk. And most people won't figure out that it doesn't have a hyperdrive. Yeah, most people don't know that it has no hyperdrive. And there was nothing special. Even though, even though just that one. You, no, but they, they, they tell you right in the first film, a short-range fighter like that can't be out this far from a base because it has no hyperdrive. Yeah. It wasn't the until Vader, the first. It wasn't Vader's until the first order that they put a hyperdrive in it. And even then, those are those are the scout ones too. Yep. He used the force to put a hyperdrive into it that quickly not. so that he can fly out. To, they to did it. Break. It's because it's a cool shot. Yes, or else they would have used a shuttle. Yeah. Like if, yeah. if you're doing the nerd part of it. When you're waiting, you know, like, oh, you know what, the guys are being, yeah, doesn't have any They would have just been like, just put a Lambda shuttle there. But because they wanted to have the, the TIE fighter, the classic TIE fighter, they put they, it there. Just for that yeah. shot. Yeah. Because even in the book, it, they make a comment about the two ships sitting there next to each other. Yeah. And they imagine that, it's, that it takes them forever to find a scout TIE fighter. Yeah. <laughs> but he arrives pretty quickly after yeah, the rest of the rest of that whole place is destroyed. It's been there for twenty years or more, and everything. But he 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 finds a clean working tie fighter. It was buried under all the rubble. Well, if if Luke can just raise the ship and like, hey, it works. Here you go. It doesn't work because remember in the novelization it says that Ray had to spend some time. See, this is why Kylo had time because she had to go to Octo to. To destroy the other TIE fighter, to get the lightsabers, to bring the X-Wing up, and then repair the X-Wing so she could fly. Mm -hmm. So Kylo had plenty of and time. And she had to spend that time where she turns to Luke and says, you son of a bitch, why didn't you fly to Crate with this damn thing in the first place? Because he couldn't leave the island because of his fear. Well, obviously he could have left the island at any point. <laughs> but then was he supposed to stand in front of a whole army and with a laser sword? Yep. And then everyone would have been fine with like, Luke lands in his big penis, just deflected all the at at shots. Love it, so great. Well, you got to you got to admit, if he would have in Last Jedi, Look, if he would have came I in, I loved wait. what happened in Last Jedi. But I love what happens in Last Jedi because he realizes after Ray leaves, he's stuck. Yes, I can't get off this island again. So now the only thing I can do is sacrifice myself in order to let Ray and Poe and Finn and Leia escape. Once they raise the TIE fighter, or TIE fighter, excuse me, once they raise the X-Wing in Last Jedi, that reasoning doesn't exist. In a way, he, he, he commits suicide for nothing. Yes. That's but my problem with raise it. A no, he, he, he's saying that if he, he, he's doing oh, a hypothetical. Now, here's yes. the thing. If, he, if, if you would have all of a sudden seen him say, you know, oh, he couldn't leave because Ray already took off, and then the next thing you see is that X-wing landing in the middle of you know, of crate, and him getting out. You know, there'd have been a collective nerd orgasm. That that would have been the greatest movie of all time, even yeah. if he sacrificed himself and died right there. Yes, because he's really there. Yeah, and it would have. Then that's my problem with it. He still does what everybody wanted him to do. Yes, like if you're gonna accept the first half of the movie where he does run away. And he does, you know, let the galaxy be on its own and turns his problems over to his sister and everything. He redeems himself at the end because it's the only thing that he can do once he gets back in. Where, where Leia says, I'm glad you're here at the end of it all mm -hmm. is very important. And he goes there in the only way that he knows how or the only way that he can 
And but when you you get the X wing up, that's not the only way he could have gotten there. So then you realize like and and to not be able to use if he were to make that sacrifice like Ben sacrifices himself, where he knows I'm going to sacrifice myself because then I can always be with Luke, no matter where Luke is, I don't have to physically be with him. Right. I can I I wherever he is, my ghost, my voice, my conscience, or whatever can be with him. That's not why he makes that play. If it was, if you have nine where he's with Ray the whole time, that much like in Trevorrow's script, he helps teach her as a force ghost. Correct. And it makes so much mm. more sense where he sacrificed himself, but in a way, much as he says to Kylo, as Ben said to, to Darth Vader, you strike me down in anger and I'm more powerful than you can imagine because now I don't, I don't have any physical limitations and I can teach Ray wherever I want. And it's now proven I can shoot lightning at you. I can grab objects. I can move things. Well, apparently like now you can. You, now you got to look back and go, well, wait a minute, Ben. Why didn't you do any of this shit? He did. He moved branches. <laughs> what? He moved branches. I'm sure he does have to move the branch physically in order to <laughs> sit down. So he was able to. <laughs> I guess in a weird way, you're like, no, this was canon the whole time. Yeah. You guys are wrong. <laughs> um. <laughs> Yeah, not only could he he train Ray, but he you know he could have also still worked on trying to bring Kylo back, as we saw with the Trevor. Yeah, in the Trevaro script, he's kind of he might be doing it just to annoy the living hell out of him. But <laughs> yes, he he pushes hey, against him hey, I'm to still be here. like, hey 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 hey, I'm still here. Hey hey, you remember me? I'm still here. I'm not touching you. I'm not touching you. <laughs> Social. Hey Kylo, I'm the Tiger King. <laughs> Oh God! <laughs> it's terrible. It's terrible, dude. I'm telling you, I, we've only watched three episodes of that, but the the chick in there that is supposed to be this wildlife preservist or whatever, she preservist. clearly killed her freaking husband and fed him to tigers. It's just she she's like supposed to be the one that's supposed to be saving all the tigers, and she puts them in cages for her own zoo. You know, and yeah. oh god, that show is just—they want to do more episodes. Oh, they are doing more episodes. They've already announced they're doing one more episode. It's crazy. Yeah. I mean, it's such—it's—it's it's literally like. Remember what was the one with uh, Boo Boo Kitty, whatever the the um, Honey Boo Boo Kitty. Boo Boo Kitty. Where's Boo Boo Kitty from? Something wasn't it? Boo-boo yes. Kitty. Boo Boo Jeffries. Boo Boo Jeffries. From it's your girl, Boo Boo Jeffries. <laughs> no, Rihanna, um, Rihanna, Fiance. You know how you know how watching uh, Honey Boo Boo was such a train yes, wreck. Yes, you, you're watching something and you're giving a whole bunch of attention and money to people who are clearly worthless human beings. Yes, that's that's fantastic. That's that's the yeah. best thing to do. There's not a redeeming character in that entire show. No, it also doesn't clear up the idea that yes. You're you're made a star out of someone who probably murdered someone, and on yeah. the top of everything else, it's not about the tigers. If you're like me and you're watching them, but what happens to the tigers? And you're sort of like, who cares? Because here we get to watch people murder each other, and they're crazy. <laughs> I did love the um, there's a picture of him in one of those sparkle jackets or whatever next to a tiger, and they said it says if a Lisa Frank portfolio cover came to life. <laughs> <laughs> that makes sense. Well, Beth kept seeing this thing pop up everywhere, and she kept going, "I want to see this. I want to see this. Everybody's talking about this. Everybody's talking about this." 
I was like, I don't know. Come on. Can we just watch something else? Let's watch Star Wars or something. Oh, but I really want to see. I just want to see. So we put it on. And I'm sitting there going, oh, this is horrible. This is like watching people from West Virginia walk around during the day. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, just, I take that back. <laughs> it's definitely a Florida show. That's what I'm saying. This is the she in because you know they should cut Florida off right across the panhandle, right across mm-hmm. the. Top. Yeah. I'm like, I just saw a meme, and Chris, whatever you're doing, <laughs> it looks so bad. Ah, uh, yeah, I got a, I got a bite or something on my leg. It's itching the hell out of it. Oh, sure, it's a quote a unquote bite. bite. <laughs> yeah, well, that's what I've got. <laughs> so, did you? Find that the Rise of Skywalker book novelization enhanced the movie, or not? I mean, it does, but it doesn't mean like there's nothing to me that's going to make that movie into a masterpiece or anything. Hey, it does there's prove that there. Lando there's, is I the mean, center of the universe. You get more motivations and stuff like that, and you get some cool extra scenes with Leia that obviously they couldn't do because I mean, especially once you you watch the making of documentary. How they incorporated Leia into the film uh, is they changed the film around what they had. Right. Which is what it's always felt like. You know, they, they had to find the lines and then figure out how to write those scenes. Yeah, I mean, there's there's um, a couple of emotional uh, disconnects. It's a, it's that a you weird see. thing that as, as I've gotten farther away from, the, from her passing and what we got for episode nine, I sort of feel like. I don't know if I would be as upset as I thought I would be if they had recast her mm-hmm. or digital or digitized her just simply because it's obvious that the, the movie suffers for the fact that she's not in it Yes, mm-hmm. as much as she, as much as she should be. And yes, the, the emotional disconnect from a lot of those lines just doesn't work. Especially the stuff again, with, with you're, you're uh, trying snap. to take, you're trying to take a, a line like, you know, never underestimate a droid and figure out how to get it into the movie three times. Right. You know, the idea that the droid saves the day and the BB-8 saved them in the speeder chase and obviously C-3PO saves them by finding a map on a dagger and you have to mm-hmm. figure out, like, the dagger, oh, the dagger's really old. Like, it can't be because it's built after the destruction of the Death Star because he makes the map as the dagger. Correct. And it's got to fit. Oh no! I, th- I thought it was older than that. No, it's right there. <laughs> Matter of fact, it's probably a piece of the Death Star. That'd be interesting. Um, Either that or, or the Death Star was created in that shape. To well, match no, because the, no, it's, 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 the, it's the wreckage, it's the wreckage of the shape. But I mean, still, it's... the wreckage would change shape. You know, as metal has a tendency to bend and twist and stuff as water moves she over. She uses it. her mind to move rocks. <laughs> I know. So. Um, did you notice that the scene with um, the shroud over Leia and everybody standing around when she first dies? You know, uh, actually, when they come back, when they first, the Falcon first comes back and everything, that when mm-hmm. they first they show that one shot of all the main characters there over the shrouded body, um, not just all the main characters, but they they showed everybody around it, almost like you know a funeral pyre. Billy Lord yeah. is not in the scene at all, and I'm wondering if it was just. That was too hard for her. No, she's the one under the shroud. There you go. I'm. I mean, I'm serious. So she was. She filled in for a lot of 
Leia's parts, the parts that she's like they're watch, shooting from uh, behind watch, and things watch, like that. Watch the doc. So, um, Rich, Rich is probably closer to the truth. No. Yeah, I mean, yeah. She, the stuff she filled in for was the. I know she 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 worked as a stand-in for Leia. No, the stuff that she that. stood in shots, for the, the, the stuff idea she. Idea of her being in a scene in which her character, her mother's character, is dead in front yeah. of her is probably not something that they asked her to do, right. or that she was able to do. So the scene that, that she stood she's in not, for. She's not under the shroud. The I think scene... the last thing no. JJ is going to do is go to Billy Lord and say, "By the way, I need you to play your mom's <laughs> dead body." <laughs> you scene, never know, man. You Ethan. never know. Oh no, I know. That's Ethan, not happening. The scene that she stood in for was the training stuff with Luke when she was yes. younger. And they do show some of that in the uh in the dock. Um Oh, the other thing I did notice last night when I was watching was that Leia's body does not become one with the force until uh till Ben's body does. So there was part of her holding on. So are you know are going back and forth because last night when I was watching it, I was really paying attention to the thing with Han. You know, when Han comes, it's kind of a is that coming from Kylo's memory? Was it you know Leia manifesting? Leia's definitely dead at that point. So Leia's the first definitely time I dead. Talked about it, I had the timeline wrong. Right, Leia's definitely dead when when that hap- when Han shows up. But the thing is. Maybe I, I I think she kind of gave part of herself to Ben, so that way you know to try to bring him back, no. because she doesn't disappear till he does until he dies. I can see that. So, I mean, I can see the fact of her as her basically her last action in life is to. Uh, get into his mind and you know. Well, kind it seems of... to me the last the last thing is when she says Ben and he stops fighting, and drops the saber and then Ray just quickly stabs him with right. it. <laughs> cool, yeah. thanks. The oh, other thing that, done that the other thing in go. the novelization is that Luke spends a lot more time with you know tell, call, trying to commune with Leia, let her know it's time for her to go. Yes, which you don't get that in the movie. Right, because you can't. Mm-hmm. You don't have those sci- those those scenes or right or lines with Leia. So, um, the other thing you don't get is when when Ray first heals the serpent. In the book, she is weaker than she is. It takes more out of her than it does yes. in the movie. Because in the movie, she turns around yeah. and just starts you know pulling down the starship because or, she gives part mm-hmm. of herself. Right. Which did you catch? You you did catch the. Uh, the connection there, because she has after she heals the snake, you know, she says to BB-8, "Well, you would have done the same thing," and then BB-8 gives part of his power to, you know, part of his his energy to Dio to bring it back. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it's. I think in, it's it's done a little bit more poetic in the book too. Than, than well, it's the, easier to explain. Oh, sure. It's that you have to infer it when you watch the film, yeah. which nobody does. Well, that's why I think with a lot of force value. I think with a lot of Lando's. Uh, a lot of Lando's stuff about his daughter is inter- uh, it's it's done as um, as it's in, all inner dialogue. Yeah. Yes, it's inner dialogue. He can't, he's not talking to somebody. He's not you know whatever this driver is like. You know, I used to have a daughter, and then she got kidnapped. <laughs> but I'm pretty sure it's this hot black girl I'm going to meet in a little while. Well, he does say. <laughs> I mean, he does say it out loud to the group when they first get into that sand crawler wheel. The tread. 
Yeah, that's what I said. He mentions it in the in the movie. No, he doesn't. He doesn't. He does in the book, but not in the movie. I'll have to watch that scene mm. again. Mm, what? I said I'll have to watch that scene again. Boy. I'm so glad it's going to rain again. I can't see anything on DirecTV already. Beth keeps <laughs> saying that it's raining. Is it raining in Newbury Park? Because no, it hasn't rained I'm, here I'm waiting day. for. I'm waiting for it to rain because the last rain screwed up my dish. Oh. So, like, mm. I can't get... Like FXX is or FX is a mess and AMC is a mess and whatever. So we haven't talked about the biggest mm-hmm. thing about Star Wars: uh, Rise of Skywalker. The movie should have been called The Rise of Calrissian because Lando is the sprite center of the universe. Well, this is the thing. Yes, I came up with yesterday that I thought of for a little while. Is Lando? <laughs> Lando's the one that flies the Falcon through the superstructure. And destroys Death Star 2 with the concussion missiles with a freighter that has no business sitting in there. Technically. And then also, after everyone ignores the resistance call for help for however long, a year or whatever we want in between, Lando flies through the middle of the galaxy, gets on a hollow message or whatever, and says, hey, come fight with me, and then assembles the largest fleet that's ever existed in the galaxy (laughs) in like half a second. Where, you know, Luke runs off and hides on some planet for a while, and you're like, you know what? I think Lando's the biggest hero. What was the novel, or was it from uh, the Rogue Squadron comic book, where Wedge says, you know, Lando gets all the credit, but I'm the one who actually took the shot. He doesn't. He destroys the power coupling. That doesn't do anything. But (laughs) I don't remember Lando. I remember Lando flying in and around it. I don't remember him firing anything. You see it from the front. He He fires the concussion missiles right between the mandibles. And that's how the thing breaks. He fires the shot. It's not. It's not Wedge. Because mm-hmm. Wedge, Wedge does take out the power coupling. Wedge takes out the power coupling. Yes, but it's Lando's shot that really destroys it. And the fact that he flies a freighter through stuff where you know, yeah, he's actually, Tie fighters were Tie fighters weren't able to get through some of this stuff, and he flies a freaking freighter through the whole thing. So does that make him a better pilot than Han? It sort of uh, it sort of puts them more on the same level. I mean, you already know he's supposed to be a great pilot with the whole Battle of Tanab maneuver. Yeah. And the idea that he is an excellent pilot, he's on Han's level. And they really, you know, as, as good as Han is because of the film, outside of the asteroid, they don't really spend all this time in the movies talking about how great a pilot Han is versus when you get into all of the EU structure of how great a pilot Han and Luke and Lando were where they were ever piloting anything. Unlike something like in Rebels, you know, they mentioned three or four times that Hera is such a great pilot. The one where um where the TIE Defender gets stolen. Yeah. And Thrawn says that it's not Hera behind the controls or else she would have already destroyed the other TIE fighters and gotten away. You know, it's obvious that it's not Captain Sandula or else everyone would already be dead. I always love that line to be like the idea that Hera is also an excellent pilot, like well above average and one of the better pilots in the rebellion. Speaking of which, she was still alive apparently um, on Exegol too when when the uh, when the ghost is there because uh, yeah they mention it in the in, in the in the book in, in the book it mentions people by name that that would have loved for them to do the call in on that again it's probably something where it's not that would be for us but for a general audience wouldn't know why that's there. I mean, there's a reason why you get a shot of, of uh, 
Dennis Lawson. Yeah. Um, but don't see Hera. Don't see the guys from Alphabet Squadron. Um, Inferno. Yeah, Inferno's there. You also had the stuff from Resistance. Yeah, isn't isn't Kaz there or something Kaz, like that? Kaz is there. In fact, uh, the uh, so is the uh, the it's big... one of the other aces, isn't it? The other is ace, it huh? Is it hype? All three of the aces are there. The, okay. And then um, you also have the um, oh, what's the main ship called? Colossus. The Colossus. Yeah. Because uh, I think they said you see the Colossus in the background. Is that right? You kind of do. You get a quick glimpse that it could be, um, but. Here's what I, I didn't realize. You see the ghost landing at the end when they return yeah. back to the base. The last time we saw it, or the last time I saw it, yeah, last time I saw it was with you guys. I noticed that, that you do see mm-hmm. the ghost in the background. You also find out in the book that the Tantum Four doesn't make it. You also, well, it shouldn't have been the Tantum Four, if you think about it, because in the, uh, the Spark of the Resistance or whatever that book was, they go to Corellia and pick up a... Uh, a, uh, a a blockade runner, so it's not the yeah. Tantum Four. No, it is the Tantum Four. Although it shouldn't be the Tantum Four because you never figure out how the hell it gets out of the belly of a Star Destroyer. Right. But it's it's listed as the Tantum Four everywhere. It's supposed to be her ship. I get it's supposed uh, to be, but, but that's not the get, ship that they. Well, no, there's more than one blockade runner. It's not like they didn't get just the, you know, not all the ships that because you also realize that either you haven't seen the whole base on on. Uh, jungle planet there, Agent Colossus or whatever it is. Um, yeah, that's what it is. Because you don't see you don't see most of the ships that that Poe gets in Rise of Resistance. You don't see the original X Wing. You don't see the doesn't he get a T eighty or something like that there too? Something like that. No, he's he, one of the new ones or something. No, he but he does get a one. Uh, he gets the T seventy or something from from a hut or something. Yeah, but when they, they take the ships from whatever base that they run into or whatever, it's uh, it's like two T-70s and like a T-65. Yeah. Although you can't really tell the difference that whether they're there or not. But, yes, it's listed as the Tantum IV, and you don't realize because they don't show it in the movies. Tantum IV doesn't make it. Right. And Nine Numb is piloting it, and he's now he's dead. No, they do show it. You do see it. Ray's laying there... Um... Dying, or she's laying there. You after see it, she... you see it start to fall, but you since you see so many of the other ships recover, you you don't necessarily just assume that it crashes into the planet. No, you don't see it crash into the planet, but you do see it explode. I because I was watching that last night. Uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. You, you do see oh, it because and they do a they do a shot where you see Nine Numb in the in the uh, pilot seat, and then it goes back out, and you can see it explode when Ray's laying there. But that's one of the that's one of the reasons why I wanted to watch the movie after the novelizations because I wanted to see what little bits from the novelization made it you know into the film or vice versa if they finished the book you know the the book after. Right. Um, well, the book's probably done after. That's why it's so late. Yeah, I mean, I think they have most of it, but you know, you know, who knows? I don't know. So, anything else? No, I think that's it. How's your eyes' isolation been? Hey, so, I've been working, so. Yeah. I've been uh, Ethan, you picked a comments. great time to get fired. I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> the funny thing is, that I, I think, in a way, it helped. And by, like, before a week after all this stuff started hitting in the fan, 
because I was able to put my application through for unemployment and it kind of got approved faster. Yeah, yeah no, it went, it went through before now. They're like, they're talking, about weeks, I, they're talking about weeks before anybody gets approved now because they're so backlogged. Like, you can't even right. apply. The system keeps Probably. crashing, and if you call them, there's like the wait time is like 10 hours. Yeah. Problem is, I still haven't gotten my first check yet, so it's like that does always take long. It's it's been it's been like almost a month now, but uh, I mean, it's there are fine. other things going on. Yeah, well, they're saying that the stimulus checks that if you don't have direct depositing, it could be August before you receive it. If you yeah. if you do not uh, direct deposit your tax refund, yes, they may mail it to you, and you may only get it in August and September. Yeah. Yeah. But, you know, $1,200 is going to go a long way in Southern California. Right. You can buy two cups of coffee at Starbucks for $1,200. That's like half the rent for a normal person. Half? Really. That's like a third. Are you kidding me? <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, it's good. I've been working on my other projects. You know, I got to uh, finish painting that uh, blaster for Chris, finally. Yeah. And uh, I'm painting one of my uh, Galaxy Edges uh, lightsaber boxes. I got an aluminum paint, so I'm going to finish painting You're not going to do the orange? Huh? You're not going to do the orange like everybody's been doing? No. No. It's it's the Obi-Wan one, so I want to kind of do it with metal with maybe like some blue accent or what. Orange, you glad you're not painting it that way? (laughs) I just noticed that job. I just dun, noticed dun. that Sebastian put up that they're streaming retro games on Twitch. I'm like, yeah, that's a, the they were showing the 2010 NBA Finals on uh, Fox today. Yeah, uh, no, it was ABC or ABC. Yeah, it was because uh, it's because of Kobe. That's yeah. the last championship, I think, or something like that. Mm. Well, no, I mean everyone's just showing old stuff, and that's oh, yeah. part of the problem. Is like the NHL Network showing stuff from 2019 and 2020. And I was like, I know these. Like, give me, give me some random Montreal versus Toronto game from 1986. I was like, I don't know who won that. I'll watch that. Yeah. <laughs> Let's see. Stuff, ESPN. ESPN have, was showing uh, the uh, Super Bowl with the uh, with Green Bay and um, and Denver. the Steelers. Not, yeah. From... Uh, well, I think they're showing every Super Bowl. Yeah. I think that's the year Ethan started liking football and watching and liking a, a team, which was the Steelers. Right now, ESPN News has USA Climbing on it. <laughs> so that's fun. When they're doing the kind of odd sports that, you know, they can be from 2018, you're like, sure, I don't, I don't know this. It's climbing. 2020 Combined Invitational Championships. <laughs> the leading climbers from the U.S. face off in each discipline of climbing, bouldering, speed, and sport in Plano, Texas. It's a series, guys. I'm upset that uh, NBCSN is not showing old curling. Yeah, no. It's always yeah. Right now they're they're re-showing the Super Bowl from. <laughs> Why does that say 2018? Oh, because it's the 2018 season. There's a meme up here of the uh, Brady Bunch. You know, when the, all the blocks mm-hmm. with, with mm-hmm. the family, and it says, "Alice, turn <laughs> turn your video on." No, it's the uh, it's the button on the button. Not that one. The one on your left it, um, mutes Jan. Unmute yourself. <laughs> There's so many memes now about social distancing. Yeah, that's all it is. Yeah. Well, you have everybody. All they have is time now. So it's like. All we ever have is time. Yep. So. 
All right, well, yeah, well anything watched else? watched the entire second season of Bob's Burgers yesterday. Yeah? yeah? Didn't realize I watched the whole season. It was when I turned on a, when the next episode today, and it's a episode, or season three, episode one. I'm like, oh, my God. Oh. How long did I sit and watch TV yesterday? So, real quick about Rebels, or um, Clone Wars. Did you watch this this episode, correct? Yep. Don't look at IMDb. Oh, for next week? Well, it's pictured for this week, but I think it's about next week's episode. Uh, I Yeah, I didn't look at it. I haven't looked at it. Don't. <laughs> I looked at it to be sure that it said 12, and sure enough, it said 12. But it sure doesn't feel like we're getting a Mandalore anytime soon. Well, I have a feeling because we saw some Mandalorians, female Mandalorians in this episode, that <coughs> that's how they're going to connect the two. Ahsoka's mm-hmm. going to realize that there's trouble on Mandalore that she needs to get to. And she goes to Obi-Wan and Anakin. We only have, I mean, we have three episodes left. Four. And we have at least well, four? Eight, nine, ten, eight? eleven, twelve. No, that was nine, wasn't it? No. We have we have four episodes. So we have nine, ten, eleven, and twelve. Nine, ten, eleven, twelve, yes. But we're still not close. They still have to get off of they're already captured again. They still have to get off of the Pike Planet or whatever. Which means the ones with the sisters is going to be four episodes. Yes. That one's going to be four episodes, and the final four ones will be four episodes. No, the final one would be three. There's still one more episode with the sisters. There's three episodes with the sisters. If there's 12 already. episodes. There's three episodes already. This is the third episode with them. Correct. If there's 12 episodes, we had four with the, with the, uh, with the bad bunch. Then we'll have four with the girls. And then we'll have four clone. Uh, we'll have four then we'll have on five Mandalore. with the girls because the next one, the next one is not. The next one's going to have the sisters in it. Yes. Episode nine be... is going to be not that episode nine, but episode nine of the series is going to have them having to get off that planet. So you're only going to have three. Ostensibly, you can only have three episodes that will have anything to do with Mandalore in terms of it being the main focus. What do you think, Ethan? Yeah. Is Ethan even watching it? Yeah. No, I haven't watched any of it. Yeah. So. Ethan, you've had plenty I, of time I to get watched caught the up. Original, original series. I think I've watched like four or five episodes from season one, and that's there it. You go. Now, I did like how they, they got you. Uh, they talked about one of the earlier episodes in this one where you find out that, you know, the episode where they, where, um, when Zora the Hutt, you know, is ch- being chased, which Ahsoka's there for that one. That's why she looks so upset about it. Yeah. Yes, they they reference the the thing why this thing is unwatchable. Fantastic. Um, they reference the the escape or whatever. Yes. So there you go. We'll see. So, but uh, I thought that maybe the live action. Ahsoka was going to be the thing that has people going, mm, maybe Filoni isn't what we all think he's cracked up to be. Turns out it's the last season of Clone Wars because people online are not happy. So I think it, it makes it it makes it complete that the only thing that anyone's liked since Return of the Jedi, if you're a Star Wars fan, is the first season of Mandalorian. That's it. Everything else is crap. Okay, so episode... <laughs> Season 7, Episode 8 comes out this week called Together Again. Then there's Season 7, Episode 9, which is Old Friends Not Forgotten. 
which is the 17th. So that would be one, two, three, four episodes that would be, if they wrap up the girls in the next episode, eight, then... You, so you said the last episode was eight. No, this the, the episode that aired on April 3rd was Dangerous, de, uh, de, dangerous Debate. Dangerous... Wow. Damn. Dangerous Debt, which was April 3rd. God. So then they, Still, for, for people that were thinking that most of the season was going to be about, well, first off, most of the season isn't about Ahsoka. Um, well, well, I guess most of it is, but it's still, I mean, everyone thought the whole thing was going to be about Ahsoka and it was yeah. going to be all about Mandalore and her coming back and taking control of her troops and everything. And as it is, we're only going to have four episodes. And I just, I think a lot of people are going to feel cheated by this season only getting four episodes of what they thought they were going to get from the preview. Oh, totally. So, so I think you're you're in a bit of trouble. I think this is the mm-hmm. first time you're seeing people finally be like, maybe I'm not absolutely adoring stuff that Dave Filoni's doing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Surprised we haven't seen any wolves yet. That's kind of interesting. Thought it we'd is. see wolves by now. I would have thought we'd have seen a wolf by now, yes. I thought Ahsoka would be a wolf by now. <laughs> <laughs> well, maybe she'll be riding on a wolf in... The live action, you know, in Mandalore. Her Didn't we already Rex. see her on like a horse or something? Yeah, her and Rex will be riding wolves. The giant yeah, wolves of super Lutal. horses. Super wolves. Super wolves. Oh. All right, anybody ask anything? <clears throat> no, I think no. we've tangented it enough. You're gonna sit down and watch <laughs> Tiger King again? You know you're interested no. in it, Ethan. Not at all. As much as the crap that you watch on on regular TV. Dude, you are not allowed to talk to anybody else about crap that they watch. <laughs> you are the last person on this planet that gets to judge anybody else for re- for watching crap. You know what I almost watched last night? It was The Good Boys. That, uh, what the hell is that? It's the one where that um, uh, Seth Rogen uh, directed that was and wrote... About the four, oh, the that was teams. supposed to be funny though. I yeah. heard people really like that. No, it's the it's the R rated one with the three kids or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Mm. I thought that was supposed to be good. Is it not? I don't know. Did people not like it. it. I don't know. <laughs> All right, guys. So we're gonna wrap things up. Make sure you check us out on facebookcom nerdables. We're also on Twitter at nerdables show and on Instagram as nerdables. Oh my goodness! They set this up by years. Huh. So for Chris and Ethan, I'm already saying stay no, safe. No, Disney Plus sets that you, if you go Disney through the decades, it gives you everything in each decade. Yes. So like mm-hmm. all the shorts and everything that's in it. That's that's fascinating. Ah, oh, the Emperor's New Groove. Talk about an underrated series. So stay safe, that's, everyone. That's the show we'll we talk should do. In... Let's just do the show where we talk about. We just go through the menu for uh, Disney we Plus. We just go through the menu for Disney Plus, and we talk about. Oh yeah, look at this. Remember Camp Rock? That was huge. I don't know if it'll work as well as the Netflix one we did, where everything sounded sexual. <laughs> yeah, I don't think I don't think we can do that one. Not with Disney Plus, at least. All right, guys, stay safe this week. All right, you too. Talk to you Bye. later. Talk to you later. Bye. Bye. Oh my god, I'm dying. The last thing people hear is, "Oh my god, I'm dying." <laughs> oh my god, I'm dying. <laughs> Well, he's not on the show next week because he died.